0: welcome to a very special edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes show it's a, it's a tuesday what the hell what the hell am i doing on on television what am i doing on the internet <laughs> internet te- internet television on a tuesday well that's well, because because it's a busy week this week because there's tons of shows happening this week it's it's busy it's it, there's all sorts of stuff there and uh, we have to encroach upon our usual wrestling programming uh, in uh, WWE wrestling programming on Tuesdays to try and, and smush it all in because there is a pay-per-view this weekend.
1: Did you say all in? I was there.
0: No, I didn't say, I didn't say no, I didn't. You mention.
1: said smush it all in.
0: No, that's not what I said. No, I, I didn't. Continue. I, okay. <laughs> there's, there's a pay-per-view this weekend for AEW, All Elite Wrestling, all their all out pay-per-view is happening this Saturday, uh Saturday August 31st. Right? C- yes. Correct. Uh, August 31st. Yes. And and to talk about uh AEW with me is uh, probably the biggest AEW fan I know. <laughs> I use fan uh-huh. Anthony Souter of the Smart to Death Podcast, a good friend and a good soul. Anthony, how you doing?
1: You know, I'm doing pretty well. I'm pretty excited. Um, we're a year from all in that I, I was at. You there was you were you were asked how many times I could say I was at all in. You said 28. Yes, the render is 28.
0: And I right. hope, and I hope the chat, I hope uh, people in chat tonight. Are going to keep a note of it because because we do this live here on youtubecom yes. slash Mr. Warren Hayes. uh I do this every Thursday and when we have special occasions like this one as well. And you, of course, of course, you can listen to the Mr. Warren Hayes show on your favorite podcast application. Just type in Mr. Warren Hayes show, and it should pop up. And if it's not, well, if it doesn't show up, let me know. And then again, you can also listen to Smart to Death, Anthony. Why don't you just in case? Someone is here and doesn't know who the hell you are. Why don't you tell people what you do for a living?
1: Yeah, so I do Smart to Death. It's also live right before Warren. It's part of the hashtag Smart to Haze experience. On Thursday evenings, I start at 8 p.m. Eastern. You can join me, youtube.com slash smarttodeath. And more stuff is on audio. That's mostly where I'm focused. So audio content available on basically every single place except for SoundCloud because I am not a rapper. (laughs) Yet not yet no maybe one day
0: maybe one day i follow your dreams anthony i know where i know where they're at <laughs> yeah okay seriously anthony That's i'm it. really i'm really glad you're here and you know we we do you know i do publicly and privately talk a lot of shit about the about your AEW fandom <laughs> but but but, but it's do. all it's all in good it's all in good jest because you know i you know i'm I am very much looking forward for a, for AEW as well, and I'm glad you, you accepted to come on because I do believe you because you you have been following everything that's been happening with AEW even before it was called AEW. So uh, so I think you've got a you've got a good mind to break down hard. Right. But before tr- yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: And truthfully, the main reason I keep up with it honestly is because it's new and exciting. I mean, let's just be real; it's exciting to have something new happening and not the exact same format. Of uh, wrestling that we see every week, or like torn up scripts uh, as of an hour ago.
0: That's yeah, fine. yes. For those of you who are about to, uh, if you're watching live and you're about to tune into to SmackDown Live, just be rest assured Vince McMahon was tearing up the scripts about about now uh, 90 minutes ago.
1: Consistency is key.
0: <laughs> and what what else can that that that's that's all it is really. <laughs> that's all. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Um. So basically, Anthony. Uh, Before we actually talk about the card, I I heard uh, I heard a little uh, uh, a little bird tell me that at some point you were at all in last year. Yes, it it has been. It has been a year of uh, it has been a year since all in Uh, the landscape has changed tremendously since uh, since last year. It, it, it just in the, because last year all out, uh, excuse me, all in wasn't even an AEW show. AEW was perhaps a twinkle in the eye of Cody and the bucks. and, and the Right. Jacksons. But, uh, I, I mean, it's been a year since then. And it's, don't you think uh, it's crazy how things have changed and gone forward so quickly, actually,
1: you know, and it's been like a, uh, like a hurricane of a year, right? It feels like all this stuff has come out of nowhere, uh, the industry has changed so much. Even WWE, I think, has changed quite a bit from uh, All In. There, we have these big super sh- this big super show with all these different companies together. Uh, lots of people on the card that you said we talk about here that that weren't that are not on this one because they haven't signed yet or or they're stuck in in purgatory called Ring of Honor. Um, but yeah, it's crazy that it, it seems like it was just so recent that All In happened because it was such a good show. It had this massive amount of hype. It lived up to the hype in every way. It exceeded a lot of people's expectations. Uh, it pissed off a lot of people, which was expected to happen with Dick Druids and all that good stuff happening. But it's it's interesting how you know now WWE is going super hard after all these indie stars. It's like they didn't realize how many of these indie names could actually draw until this happened. You don't any you really don't anymore hear people say that they. Like indie shows could never draw ten thousand people, or they can't draw big money.
0: Mm-hmm. Now
1: we're wondering why these shows don't draw big houses. It's so crazy how that one show has changed our perception on all of that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, people people still get get are you know, AEW is it, it has TV now. I mean, we're a year later. We're establishing nationwide competition to WWE. It's the first time that we've seen that in years, and there were there was a lot of speculation back then. You know, I, whereas I like, oh, it's never going to happen. How how can anyone want to compete against WWE? Yet here we are.
1: Oh, uh, we lost your mic there.
0: We lost it. We lo- did you? We, did we?
1: Yeah, mid rant.
0: That's odd. But you can. He- but you're answering me, so you can hear me, though.
1: Can now. <laughs>
0: <All right. laughs> this is just a very subtle way to interrupt me.
1: No, 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 no. You really cut out for a whole, a whole second there. I didn't know what happened.
0: Okay, that's very also, strange, Warren. <laughs> But, um, basically what I was saying was that, uh, you know, we're a a year ago at all in people were, you know, people were speculating, you know, this might actually become a promotion. We're actually working towards that where a lot of people were saying no, it's never going to happen. You know, it's never going to, and yet here we are. We're literally a year later, AEW is here about to get national television. And, uh, to me, it just blows my mind because a year ago. We were just, we were just like sitting around shooting the breeze and like, oh yeah, no, this, this will happen. This will never happen. And yet here we are. I I think it's fantastic.
1: And All In was the first, here's another thing that I don't think people bring up. And honestly, until you talked about all these firsts and all the stuff that happened, it's super crazy that All In was the mark of the first time Chris Jericho worked a, another North American show that wasn't WWE since WCW days. Like that's in, in 29 years. That was the first time he had done it. Like he worked WCW, WWE, all in. And now, of course, he's worked, you know, multiple shows here and in, in North America and he's working another one. But it's crazy that Jericho all of a sudden pops up, said no way he's showing up. No way he's involved. That, 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 that man, that sneaky sneak Chris Jericho. Yeah,
0: he, he never, never believed Chris Jericho, essentially. Ever, he, Never ever. ever. Um, and just, it's interesting when you look back at the card, right? If you, if, 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 if y'all can give us a, a minute or two as, if if we look back at the card of all in last year, which was, which was a mix of ring of honor and the indie scene at that point, you can't even say it was AEW and, and, mm-hmm. uh, and, and ring of honor was just like, it really was an indie super show is what it was. And there's, there's. It's interesting to see who's not who was on the card last year and who's n- hasn't been signed with AEW, whether it be they just they're, they haven't been signed or they're somewhere else, like you mentioned. Talk about our Ring of Honor, like in the case of the Briscoe brothers, for instance, or uh, Jay Lethal, Flip Gordon. But Rey Mysterio was on this card last year. That's right. bananas when you think about it. He's in WWE right now, having, uh, fanta- having some fantastic moments. He's had some great matches since popping back up uh, late last year. But he was on this card because Kata was on the card,
1: right? Marty Skrull was on the card. Bully Ray was in the show. Jordan Grace had her coming out for a lot of, uh, for a mm-hmm. lot of people. Let's let's be real here. Also, a very Unknown Maxwell Jacob Friedman was the opening match against Matt Cross
0: in this show. Yeah, exactly.
1: He had zero reaction from us in the arena because we did not know MJF and people knew Matt Cross. Nobody knew MJF. It's boy, we had no idea.
0: Did we not have no idea? That's crazy. The NWA World Heavyweight Championship was defended and now the NWA is a has announced television tapings. They're going right. forward with their own TV. Do you realize how wild it has been in the past twelve months, Anthony?
1: Chelsea Green was on the show. She works yes. for WWE. Jeff Jarrett, he works for WWE now. A bunch of a bunch of name. Tessa Blanchard probably like set her star just completely uh, out into the galaxy with this with this match as well. And my God. We saw a great women's match, and a time women weren't really getting any time on on a TV. And Mind the you, match. only one women's match still on this show, but at least they got some time. Brian Cage too; he was in this on this card. My God, this card was loaded.
0: This card was crazy. We even had Stephen Amell, Ar- mm-hmm. TV's Arrow, who, who was there against Christopher Daniels, and what I remember to be a, a fairly decent match for a guy who's not a wrestler. You know, he managed right. his own. And honestly, my favorite match of the card was Page versus uh, Joey Janela. And uh, to me, that was a big revelation, especially when it came to uh, to Adam Page, uh, who I thought really shown here in Joey Janela is he's crazy.
1: He is crazy. I'm wearing a Joey Janela shirt now because, of course, I am.
0: And you're drunk on White Claw. You're living the gimmick, boy.
1: I, I Hey, also, they're only 100 calories, so the weight I'm gaining is slowed down quite a bit by consuming White Claws instead of beer. <laughs> so it's like, you know, instead of gaining like six pounds a week, I'm gaining like two and a half.
0: Is this, is this it's, what we it, call the law of diminishing returns? Is that – is this <laughs>
1: – Sure, I know what those words mean. <laughs> Janela. Yeah, it was crazy with Janela. Like I I was talking about this last week on with Queen on Starcast. uh, We were talking about Starcast getting hype or whatever. The craziest thing to me about all of this is where Joey Janela is now compared to who he was then. I had no clue who this fucking guy was. All I know is that he did some promos on being the elite where he smoked cigarettes in Adam Page's face. They didn't lay her all drug free. And I guess cigarettes were part of that. And then all of the, he shows up in the press conference that my wife and I were at. And we just love this man immediately because he comes and starts cussing, smoking cigarettes and chugging people's beers. And now this dude is like kind of a big deal. He's in a Cracker Barrel branded.
0: <laughs> yes, thing. we're going to we're going to we're going we're gonna to talk about that. Yes, absolutely. That you, you know, you've made it when you get the cracker <laughs> when you have the Cracker Barrel branding uh, accompanying you for sure. Yeah,
1: right. Uh, that's the one you want.
0: I want to take a minute just to say hello to everyone who's in the chat right now. Robert, Larry, Kristen, Ashley, Metal 2006, RJ Krasinski, who's keeping tabs on your all-in hype. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dadass Podcast is here as well. Dean Pasker, I want to say just hello, everyone. Thank you very much for joining us here on your on, on your pre-Smackdown show. <laughs> So let's 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 start let's start talking about it. let's start talking about this card. It's it's a pretty hefty card, nonetheless. We've got if you uh, if you count the um, if you count the pre show, it's a ten match card. You know, it's it's good. I'm I'm not complaining. I don't complain about match about card lengths. Very very seldom, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I, I'm afraid that I'm gonna feel ten matches because I feel like they're gonna add one more. I do. I have. I don't know what they're gonna add, but I feel like they're adding one more.
0: Okay, well, let's start. Let's start with the with the pre show, and I think they're going the proper route this time for the pre show. They're giving us matches that we might actually be interested in, as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, uh, what? I want to say Nakamura, but that's not it. Michael. N- Nakazawa, Nakazawa versus the uh, CEO of CEO, um, and and that kind of trash. I think they, I think they might have understood that the pre-show is still kind of meant to get people hyped for what you're doing. And if you're showing garbage, people might, right. not, people might might not jump onto the pay per view and 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 order it because you have to order this pay per view. It's you know, it's not like on a network. You have to go out and order it. So we're gonna yeah. start off by talking about the Casino Battle Royal. So uh, basically the rules here are pretty much the same as last time. It's going to be all women to begin with, but uh, e- there's there will be four suits of five women who will come to the ring at the same time. Uh, suits not as, you know, not, not business wear, like suits like diamonds, hearts, aces, and, and clubs, like cards, people.
1: They could yeah. be suits. They could actually wear suits worn.
0: Well, they. I mean, yeah, but it's a lot less dramatic. It's not in the gimmick.
1: Or know. is it more dramatic?
0: No, 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 it's not. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> drawing a line. It's not. Uh, so, um, so basically, that that's so so that's your your initial setup. And uh, there's going to be an extra twenty first competitor. If you do recall, during the first uh, casino battle royal, it was Hangman Hangman Adam Page. Who, uh, who had entered, and the, if I'm not mistaken, Anthony, the two women who are going to win, who are going to be, the, the two final women will be competing for the AW World Women's Championship.
1: No, the winner is going to get a shot at the title. The other competitor is the winner of the Joshi match, Riho Rio versus Hakara Shida, because they have the most wins. That's why they're facing each other. It's It does not make sense. That's their explanation. That's what we're getting so it'll be either Rio well, or, or Sheeta versus the winner of this match.
0: It doesn't make sense, but then you know they say we're going to make wins and losses make sense, right? Right. right. So in a, in a way, it it does make sense. By the way, chat, let us know who you think is going to be coming out on top here. Uh, who? Let us know what your predictions are. There's a lot of women in right. in in this in this uh, in this battle royal here. A lot of people who have been announced. But I like I didn't do an exact countdown, but mm-hmm. I feel like there are still some open slots, Anthony. So
1: as of so I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Wrestling Inc. And they have 10 announced names, okay. um, which is the majority of the roster. Kylie Ray is not on here. Uh, we're not seeing well, we see Britt Baker. So we don't see Kylie Ray here. Uh, I'm trying to think of other women that we don't have on there. Of course, the two uh, two Joshi women that are on there. We don't see either Awesome Kong or. Um, Aja Kong on here, I, I maybe I'm hurting myself here by thinking this. I, I really hope that 21 is the hometown girl, Kylie Ray, and she wins this thing. I would really love for that to be what Where happens. Is she from? She's from Chicago.
0: She is from Chicago.
1: She's a Chicago native, and that that's something that in my mind is something the crew would do. Uh, because she, you know, they, they love the big pop. Like that'll get you a big pop. Kylie, people, Kylie Ray is super over. She got a massive reaction at double or nothing. And then unfortunately, we haven't seen anything from her. We have no idea what's happening. Uh, Penelope Ford is another one that I see Metal talking about. She could be yeah. somebody. Uh, Dean Prask Pasker thinks that I'm being a little predictable, saying Kylie Ray. But that's what I want. I don't I don't mind if it's predictable as long as I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, no, exactly. And 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 it does make it does make sense. And like you said, so- we haven't. We haven't heard or seen anything from Kylie Ray, so it, it would make sense for her to just, it'd be a nice surprise, let's put it that way, it'd be uh, just, a, just a nice surprise for her to pop up, um, you know, but we have the stalwarts, you know, we have Britt Brit Baker, who's in there, has Brandy been confirmed for it?
1: Yes, apps. oh yeah, oh yeah, Stephanie, I mean, sorry, Brandy has been uh, confirmed as like the second, it was like Britt Baker, then her, and of course they did the, will Brandy Rhodes win? it's a swerve. She's not winning this thing. She'll be in Cody's corner later, I feel.
0: Um and uh and Teal Piper. Who was right. uh, that? was a bit of a that was a bit of a surprise. We also have uh Ivelisse, if I'm not mistaken uh, mm-hmm. who was at it as well, Jazz, which is uh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like they have they already have a crop of really excellent women and I'm I'm really excited to see who they're going to pull out to to round out these numbers here. Um, if you had to pick one out of these twenty-one, Anthony, who would be your choice to move on and get the uh, get the nod?
1: I th- okay, so I want Kylie Ray. I think they'll go with Britt Baker.
0: Yeah, uh, I they think have so too.
1: They have a big loyalty thing, and unless they get who she is in town, but unless they somehow have a way that they can get Tessa, I don't see how they go with anybody else but Britt.
0: Tessa would be uh, that would be a coup. Like it that would. would and be she, huge
1: and she is working she's working Warrior wrestling the next the next night I doubt she's working this show but I wouldn't be that surprised Jordan Grace is definitely not going to show up she's working a day in Austin she's working a show in Austin Texas that same day mm-hmm. so Jordan Grace will not be there uh but Tessa's definitely definitely a chance I but I, I've got Britt I think Britt's gonna be the one that wins
0: I think I think they're banking a lot I think they're bank they're banking a lot on on Britt to get to to get the division to get the division going. You know, I kind of I'd like to see Shotzi Blackheart there, but I don't know I because she's she's also she's also very featured on Evolve. Right. You know, so considering affi- uh, Evolve's excuse me, affiliation with WWE, maybe she's uh, maybe she'd just be a little careful as to yeah. who, who she uh, who she who she starts rubbing up rubbing elbows with.
1: I'd love to see her there. I think we'll see Shaza McKenzie. I think we'll see her in this, this, this show. I think we'll see her in this match.
0: I think Shaza is, uh, I, I think, I think Shaza is, a is a good, um, is a good, uh, is a good call. Um, Kristen says warrior wrestling works closely with AEW and shares lots of talent though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they do. And there's a bunch, I mean, they have the Lucha Bros on their card the next night too. Um, they've also got some some MLW guys on there as well. So uh, that that's where Warrior Wrestling is friendly. AEW is really friendly with a lot of the indies. Of course, I don't think we're going to see any of all people there. I'm sure WWE, you know, Vince is probably like, damn it, don't you dare give any of your talent to those pissants. <laughs> <Like,
0: laughs> piss whatever ant, he says. P- pissant is a Vince McMahon word. That is a Vince right. McMahon word. It's like... I learned what cahoots meant by watching WWF wrestling. When I was a kid, I had no idea. I had never heard the word cahoots before until the Vince McMahon commentary starts bellowing out there in cahoots. And uh, I don't know. So piss aunt, <laughs> I buy it. That's a Vince word. All right. So we, I think we both have Brit here should be fun. Should, one of these convoluted mess fun sh- things.
1: You know. I'm not crazy about this battle royale format, Warren. I'm not. I mm, I don't. I, if they don't have their own individual interests, it doesn't work for me. I'm. I love that the women are getting their chance at this match, and they are going to get. It will be a better version of this match because the second time can't be worse. I'm not crazy about the way they bring the people out, though. Not I, a huge fan.
0: I like the battle royal that they was it at, was it at Fighter Fest or was it at Double or Nothing? I can't remember. Double or Nothing. Yeah, yeah. the the. The one yeah. where, jo- where Joey Janela sta- had a, c- a cigarette stapled to his forehead, but no one saw it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was uh, me. I'm, I, I'm. I guess I'm a bit of a sucker for for a battle royal. I like it. I, li- I like, I like the chaos. I like the confusion. The only thing that I hope is that they have their production straight so that they do catch the spots because that was my yep. main gripe with with the uh, with the double or, with double or nothing battle royal is that right? Yeah, you know, commentary saying. Joey Janela just got a cigarette staple to his forehead. And you're like, hmm, where? You know, and we're seeing, you know, Luchasaurus and, you know, who the fuck all doing shit? <laughs> who the fuck all?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is what that is what you saw, probably. <laughs> that, that's pretty much what I saw.
0: Next match on the on the uh, the pre-show on the buy-in private party versus an and Jack Evans. Um I think Private Party is uh is uh, has uh, the internet tastemakers all hot and bothered Anthony.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm real excited to see Private Party in this capacity. I watched their match against the Young Bucks from House of Glory and Tiffany if she's still here uh, from Dad Ass podcast and All Elite Pod. She won't agree with me, but I didn't think that match was super good. I thought it was pretty pretty sloppy between the two of them, but Private Party is is uh yeah, I mean, and I think they're going to have to win, too. They're facing the Young Bucks on the first uh, night of the tag team tournament, so they need to win moving in here. And 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 Jack Evans are veterans. They should really give an opportunity to Private Party to do some really cool flippy shit. And I love how much tag team wrestling is on this card after the shit we saw last night oh with tag God. team turmoil. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad we get so much tag team wrestling with the best part of this whole card.
0: It's going to be it's going to be a fun match, and you know, look, I I I'm I've bought into Private Party. I'm I'm behind them. I think they have I think they have something really really fresh, something that will distinguish them on the AEW roster, which is even more important. I do think that they have something that a lot of the other teams and even a lot of other wrestlers don't have. Uh, it's really really interesting. I think they're super talented. And see, per, yeah, I know, like uh, Angelico and Evans they're 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 look they I think they're okay
1: that's a fair assessment
0: I think I think they're okay you know it's I I know a lot of people are really really high on them they they don't make it happen for me I there's many 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 other tag teams that I much prefer over these two guys but I mean this is this has all the makings of a good match a lot of people are saying that it might be the show stealer what do you think Anthony
1: I don't think it's going to be the show stealer. No, I do think that having this match with the Battle Royale is a much better way to introduce your big show than Sammy Guevara and Kip Sabian, who I'm sorry, a lot of people like Kip Sabian, but I think he is a -er. booer. I think that this is going to be a better way to lead into the show because you're going to have the massive amount of excitement from the Casino Battle Royale and Mm -hmm. wherever this tag match is, I hope it opens because that'll get you the big pop from the uh, from the stuff of private party. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to be very, very good. You, I love that you pointed out that Private Party has something the other teams don't. I saw them at the last ever Wrestle Circus show, and you could just feel you, you just feel their charisma when they walked by you. Like there's something about them that just yeah. changes the vibe. Uh, not not every wrestler has that. They do.
0: No, they really, they really do have something. They have a little something unique, a little something really, really special, and that's that's fantastic. I think they're going over as well. I think you are too. If I'm not uh, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I think I'm going, I think I'm going over too. Oh, yes, yes, I have them going over as well. Correct.
0: Yes, Anthony. (laughs) Let's.
1: (laughs) Did you know I was at all then?
0: So uh, let's move on (laughs) to the main card. We're going to start by talking about a six-man tag match versus uh, uh, putting SoCal Uncensored, all three boys, Daniels, Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky, versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. The boys and the dinosaur. Um, I, there's no, there's no real stakes to this match. They just threw it together because, because these are all people. People want to chant along with, uh, with SoCal uncensored, and also they just happen to be awesome. And everyone, yeah. everyone's digging Luchasaurus and uh, and Jungle Boy and Stun together. So I think it's it's just an excuse to put them all in a match.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's fine on this kind of pay-per-view. Maybe it would be an issue if they had TV to build to it. But also, let, can we talk about the fact that it is 2019 and Marco Stunt is wrestling on the main card of a major pay-per-view, and I could not be fucking happier about it because I love Marco Stunt. This, Don't uh, care.
0: It's crazy, right? I mean, th- this this sort of ties into what we were talking about earlier when we were saying that, uh, that- Wrestling in 2009, the past year has just been wild. The things that have been created and flipped around. Mm-hmm. I mean, st- Stunt is just one of these, you know, I think we'll see how his career progresses, but if he does turn into something special, which you could argue that he already is. Let me rephrase that. If he mm-hmm. does turn into a superstar, I think he it will be a question of him being the right guy at the right time, literally. I think if it works out for him, it's because he will have been at the perfect moment at a shift in perception in regards to wrestling. Because honestly, I'm an old guy. I remember one Brian Kendrick when he was called Spanky on, mm-hmm. the, uh, on the independent circuit. I see a lot of Spanky in Marco Stunt, and it's not a bad thing. I'm not trying to say I'm not saying that he's that he's stealing anyone's gimmick or or being a jackass. I think there's definitely there's definitely some of that. uh, Oh, you're not supposed to be doing this. Fuck you. I'll do it anyway. Kind of vibe to him. And he just takes it. You he takes it seriously without taking it too seriously. You
1: know, (laughs) he's this he's the new generation Spike Dudley. That's exactly who he is. He's going to get thrown around the ring. He's going to get beat up. He's going to take the pin. In these matches, he'll take the pinfall. Uh, he'll be the guy that takes the pin. So you keep Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus strong. Uh, and he's got a really, really rad satellite DDT that he delivers. Yes. And it looks even better on big men.
0: Yes. Uh,
1: he's super athletic, too. That's the crazy thing is he's a very athletic man. But he's like five something. He's a very small guy.
0: And honestly, uh, they sh- he-, he should just be doing the acid drop. Like he should, he mm-hmm. it, it mm-hmm. would be, it would be a nice, uh, it'd be just a, a, a nice little nod. Nobody else is using it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, this is a huge opportunity for these three guys too, man. And jungle boy, I think is going to be a guaranteed star for AEW, but for those three to get to work with veterans like Kazarian, Scorpio sky and Chris, Christopher Daniels, whew, what an experience.
0: Now the question is the big question is Anthony, who do you think is going over in this match? The boys in their dino. Yeah. I think so yeah. too. I think so too. I I I think they they have the most to gain out of this, and so Kalin censored are essentially bulletproof.
1: You you couldn't you you'll never like remember when these guys lose. I think Kazarian will probably take the pin because of all of them. It's either him or Daniels. I don't see Scorpio Sky taking very many pins for SCU ever. Um, not ever in the existence of SCU and AEW, but <laughs> I, I do think, and that's the pop, they're going to pop the crowd, especially if it opens the show and it probably will, uh, they'll get the pop with jungle boy, probably getting the pin.
0: I, I, you're yeah. And, and I think you just made an excellent point seeing that it's the opening, like it's the first match on the, on the main card. They're going they're gonna to, they're going to want to start it off with a, with a mm-hmm. big crowd favorite. With a bang, if you will. With a bang, next we have Hikaru Shida versus Riho, and as you said earlier, this and this was something that escaped me. And thank you for being here, if only, if only to correct me. The winner of this match <laughs> will be the second uh, participant in the inaugural match, or in the, uh, to, in the match to crown the inaugural AEW World Women's Champion. Uh, so Riho and Shida. A good old fashioned Joshi match. I think we've got on our hands here, Warren. I'm talking, I'm
1: talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah, we sure do. This is a hard, this is a hard match to predict. Oh, you think so? I, I mean, I do, but I don't at the same time. I feel like it's Hikaru because Rio's going to DDT with Kenny to work in mid September, I think. So I would imagine they don't want her tied up with, uh with the women's title. But, hmm. I think this match will be very good. It was going to shock a lot of people.
0: I th- Well, I think it's going to be really good. I think one of the problems that we had during at uh, at Fighter Fest in the, in that women's match was uh, was the fact that they uh, there were too many. I think there were too many. Um, there was too much of a clash of wrestling styles, and I'm not just saying like oh brawler versus flippy. No, no, no. It's like like your basic training. You know, you yeah. had you had the you had the Joshi girls, and you had the North American ladies, and it's, it, there was there was something that just wasn't quite meshing. Or at least it took a while before it started to. Did you call B Priestley
1: North American?
0: Yeah, no, sorry, that's right. Well, uh, yeah, I apologize. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Priestley. Because I'm <laughs> sure you're watching right now.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, she's a big fan. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, God damn it, I'm English. <laughs>
0: Um, but, uh, but, you know, so I, I think there, 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 was, there was a bit of a problem there. And I think if we, if we're going straight in here with, with some, with some, um, with some, with some Joshi wrestling, pure and simple, I think it's going to be a great time. And I want to point out just a quick comparison here. And I know people love it when we start comparing WCW with AEW, right? I know people love that. <laughs> it's the best thing. People are, you, you cheer. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm waiting for Cheers. Right now, people actually going out and going, "Woo, this is the best." Um, Eric Bischoff always said that one of the re- one of the ways that he wanted WCW to stand apart from WWF at the time was the cruiserweights. That was his thing. It was like, you know, you've got the big guys everywhere. If if we want to come across as a world brand and offer something different, distinctive from WWE, then I think we need to do the cruiserweights. Anthony, do you think that AEW's reasoning behind putting lots of Joshi, like establishing a very Joshi relationship, excuse me, establishing a very strong relationship with Joshi promotions and Joshi wrestlers, do you think that might be part of their strategy as well? It's like, yeah, women's wrestling, cool. But look at the women's wrestling that you can see in other places that we are bringing to you.
1: I, I do. I mean, I, I think, and it's not because they don't have a passion for it. And I'll be very honest. I think the only person that actually understands it is probably Kenny Omega uh, because he did work <laughs> with a, it. Like, cause let's be, and I'm not saying that we don't as viewers, I'm just saying anyone that's in, like the people that are in charge, the powers that be within AEW, I just don't see Cody Rhodes being somebody that knows this and maybe the bucks. I mean, they've worked a lot of places, maybe but Cody was under that WWE bubble for so long. Uh, He's still got to be experiencing new stuff to him every day, I would imagine. But I do
0: not as bad as Jim Ross.
1: No, yeah. Jim Ross is experiencing new people on the roster he met yesterday every time he goes and (laughs) calls a match. It's real bad. Oh, God, it's real bad. Anyway, I cannot wait till they replace him with Golden Boy. Just Golden Boy, Shivani and Excalibur. Put it straight into my veins. That'll be great, great commentary. Uh, But yeah, the the best way for them to stand out, though, is they've got to do something different. It's easy with tag team wrestling. You just actually give it to us and you stand out from WWE. Give us Japanese wrestling with a style that you don't know. You're not going to see this type of women's wrestling in the WWE and NXT UK, NXT. You're not going to see it anywhere else. I do think it's to stand out. And Kenny probably wanted to give these women an opportunity to be on a bigger platform.
0: And which is absolutely, absolutely 100% fair of him to do. So who do you have winning here? Mikosheeda. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna go. I mean, Riho. She... I'm gonna go Riho. I think you know she she she's had some exposure over the past couple of uh, mm. pay per views. I think the I, I you know I think the audience has warmed up to her, and I think uh, you know I don't think AEW has much of an issue if she goes off to DDT for a, a short excursion with Kenny, and she's uh, she's uh, well, honestly I don't think she's going to be the first AEW World's Women's Champion. I really think that it's going to be Brit Britt Britt Brit, Britt Britt Breaker.
1: Yeah, I mean, if we're going by that logic, it makes more sense for me to predict Rio. Actually, that makes a whole lot more sense. Should have thought about that because you probably don't want Britt Baker beating Hikaru Shida because she does have a little bit more like championship prestige behind her. Mm-hmm. So you probably don't want to put yourself in the opportunity, like the situation where maybe you should actually give it to her and not Britt. I think she's held a belt everywhere. John would have to tell me, but I last I read, um, Shida had actually held a belt every place she's ever been. So, so probably. It's, it, I don't know. It's tough. It's a tough it, one for me. It
0: might, it might just be a question of time. You know, it just might be a right. question of time. Right. Next match that we have, it's the Cracker Barrel Clash. Darby <laughs> Allen versus Joseph Janella versus Jimmy Havoc. What the fuck is a Cracker Barrel Clash, Anthony?
1: Uh, it is the cause of death for one Jimothy Cornette. Gypsy, he's got. He's going. He's got to have lost his fucking. Because I saw that. I got the press release today and saw Cracker Barrel Clash and went, "Oh, it's a hardcore match. We all knew it would be. Why is it Cracker Barrel Clash?"
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's that's what I want. I guess it's branded. It's product placement, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah.
1: It's like they just wanted to have a Cracker Barrel sponsorship. So now we know all the talent is going to eat a bunch of biscuits and chicken and dumplings when they're sitting in the back. And they're all going to be just feeling like shit while they're wrestling. Yeah. That's exactly. the catering.
0: Yeah. They're just going to be all sleepy. They're all, it's going to be like, it's going to be like a post Thanksgiving meal, essentially. And anyway. frankly,
1: I'm going to try to sneak to the back for some of those biscuits because they're real good.
0: You know what? I want to see you try. I <laughs> yeah, really I will bake it. I really, really do <laughs> want to see you try to sneak to the back there. Um, look, this is, I mean, this is going to be fun, but is it going to be, is it going to be. Violently fun You know what I mean Like Because you Because you've got Look Janela Janela's insane You have uh, um, You have uh, Havoc Who's You know Mr. Deathmatch um, How violent Is it going to get Though
1: That's That's my thing And I've told Olivia Like I said baby And I sat her down And I looked at her Just like this And this is See my hands up here I'm holding it Like I'm holding your face Warren I said baby This could get really bad it just depends on if they're going to let them. Because Darby Allin's crazy as shit, too. And him and Janelle have already worked in matches together as well. Um, Havoc's the craziest of them, probably.
0: Mm-hmm. We, we concur. But is it going to be... Here's my here's the question. Like, okay. Kendo sticks, chairs, tables. Sure. Probably,
1: probably barbed wire. I'm sure we'll have some barbed wire. Fair.
0: Is it going to be, not, I,
1: we're not going light tubes. That's
0: what I was going to ask. Is it going to be light, light tube crazy?
1: I don't think... Think I okay so I hope so. (laughs) I I want light tubes. I mean, like I'm going to a GCW show the night before. I should have enough light tubes, but I would like some light tubes. Uh, I don't think so. I think the most they're ever going to get in AEW is the barbed wire, and honestly, that's far enough. They don't need to go any further than that if they're going to be on TNT, smashing light tubes over the head. You're just you're. (laughs) If you start doing light tubes on this kind of, this pro, this kind of company with this much exposure, you're just asking for people to tune out. People aren't going to watch that. It's just, it's too far. Barbed wire is like right on that fringe. We're at least familiar with it from the attitude era, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and it's also going to give Vince McMahon too much fodder to hit the, hit the, 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 the press circuit. We're not yeah, doing he's... blood and guts like those other guys.
1: Yeah. Randy Orton's, out. Randy Orton's head from three years ago would like to have a word.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, who do you have? Uh, who do you have coming out on top here? Well, it I, think it, I think it's a question of who needs it more, right?
1: <sighs> J- Janello's not winning because he doesn't need it. No, he doesn't. Um, it sucks. That, this is where I'm in. This is where I'm worried. I, I think we're already seeing some problems. We're going to have with AEW because now you're in this wins and losses everything's matters the most thing. Jimmy Havoc is 0 and 1. No, he's he's not had any singles matches. So he's he's over. Uh Janella is 0 and 1. Darby Allin's 0 1 and 1. So they're all I guess they're all pretty even. Man, I don't know. This is really tough for me. I don't think Janela's gonna win, but I wouldn't be shocked. I don't. I don't see Darby Allen winning at all. I don't think that's a character they're gonna go with him, and it's not the character he has for himself. Havoc needs it the most because as much as people like Havoc, and there are some people that are diehard Jimmy Havoc fans, mm-hmm. but if if you only know Jimmy Havoc from AEW, you would never be a fan of his because that we have seen nothing from Havoc. We have no reason why this gothic guy is so beloved. I think Havoc has to take the win. He has to. He well, has to get
0: the. Uh, chat seems to to agree with you. Sigma says that Havoc needs the win the most. Uh, Havoc uh, metal metal even says uh, Havoc wins by pinning J- pinning Janella. Um I'm gonna go with Darby Allen. Because okay, because I think that they are. I, I think. I think just the fact that he went the distance with uh, with Cody Rhodes is a big, big, huge indication that they have big, big plans for him. And mm-hmm. I think that they want to start pushing him as an upper mid-card threat. Because I think they are going to... Because there's Go a ahead. lot of guys, just to finish my, 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 my idea, there's a lot of guys right now on the mid-card, but who is really a threat? You know, someone where you're like, oh, okay, well, this, this guy's pretty... This guy's something, you know? There's no one right now that stands out like uh Yeah, just in the purest sense of the of the word, a threat. And oh, there
1: is. He's not on the card though. Who? Max Maxwell Jacob Friedman. He's it's your main not, event. He's your he's your main main your main upper mid carder. But
0: he's not a threat. He's not. You're not. You're not going to root for MJF or against oh, gotcha. him because because he's he's like he, you know. And I hate to do the comparison, but he's he's a Roddy Piper. You know where he. He's just he's pushed into these big positions because he's such an asshole, and people want to see him beat up, get beaten up. But I, yeah, he's he's a heel, pure heel. He he, you know uses underhanded tactics to win, so on and so forth. Whereas Alan is a maniac, you know. Right. But you, you can make the same argument for Jimmy Havoc as well. But Alan, Alan has he and he's got an intangible. He's got this. He's got this really intense charisma which I think connects really easily as well. I think there's a there's good enough reason to capitalize on on Allen's position as well as a, as as a winner here.
1: So I think we're going to see this is how I and I don't disagree with you what the position they're going to take with Darby Allen, they have big big plans for him. But they're going to push him like a Cinderella story like we see in like a March Madness in my mind where you have this guy, he won't pick up a win here. He'll start he'll be the guy that picks up some sneaky quiet wins on TV. I think he loses again here. He's going to be he's going to his story is going to be his career in AEW before they started TV. Was he started in a 01 01 Actually it would be 01 and 1 because the, the the multi-man matches apparently they don't count as as uh, losses. So we'll see him at 01 and 1 and he'll be like trying to carry himself bring himself out from uh, from the dead to come back and push himself toward whatever mid-card title, if they ever announce one, when they announce one. Um, th- that's how I see it. I see him getting defeated here. I wouldn't hate him winning. I wouldn't, honestly, any of these three guys could win, and I'd be completely happy. This is one sure. of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. I think it's going to yes. be absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, Would you be shocked if Janela won? Yes, I would. I'd I don't be, think I'd he's there happy. for that. I think I think be, he's there to put people over.
0: But I I think he's, you know, I think they are going to give him like a proper solid run. But Janelle is just so goddamn over, you know. Yeah. Like at this point, I think he can take, the, I, I think he can take his lumps. I think he's a guy, he has so much, he has, you know, he has the badass energy. He has the, well, the, the bad boy energy that once he does get right. on TV, you probably will want to put him in a position where he comes across as credible to the viewing audience who isn't necessarily familiar with his previous work. Um, but I'd kind of be surprised if he won here.
1: You know what? This actually would be his first loss because the sanction match doesn't count.
0: The unsanctioned. Match
1: the non-sanctioned match doesn't count. doesn't count. So there he's, he's, he's clean. Zero, zero, zero right now. So yeah,
0: there you that go. makes
1: interesting that's interesting that in what world do we live in that darby allen versus joey janela versus jimmy havoc is the match we've talked the most about so far <laughs> well, what we, is happening
0: hang on hang on we haven't we haven't got to the main event i said so far i said yeah, so so far. so far you're right you're right i want to say a little queen of the <laughs> northeast who just joined us um so well let's move on to the next match here cody versus sean spears with one Tolworth Blanchard in his uh, in his corner, um, you know what I like about this match. You know, you know what I really really like about this match. Go ahead. It's the meta of it, where mm-hmm. you literally have in this match two guys who were formerly in WWE and two guys who were both both said, "You guys are not gonna. You're not main event material. You have. You're. You're not. You're. You're. You're never going to be big names. You just can't." You just don't, right. and and this is what I find most interesting about the meta of this match, is two guys who have shaken off the uh, the perception that they are well. You, you if you've watched the uh, the the YouTube videos, the uh, Road to uh, to All Out video, you know, being good hands, mm-hmm. you know, being being. B plus players, you know, essentially Uh, you could even argue that they weren't even perceived as B plus players. Um, I, that's what, this is the story that I find most interesting here. And I think it's an interesting message that they're sending out and it's not lost on me. You know, I, I don't think this match is happening per accident. I really think there's a message being sent out here. it's like, look, regardless of what, Jean-Paul or Vince say, uh, guys, gals, you, if you put your mind to it, you have what it takes.
1: It wouldn't be surprising if this match ends up being one of, if not your match of the night. I know it's crazy to say that on the same card that has Kenny Omega versus Pac, but it was also crazy to think that Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis was going to be a better match than Omega versus Pentagon last year. And it was. Uh, I, my favorite thing about Cody so far since he's – this this all-in stuff has happened is he has now become the master of the main – the mid-card main event because yeah. you have to have one. It, it's, the, it's the most important thing in a wrestling show is the pacing, right? Like one thing that is really exhausting about every other pay-per-view, uh, specifically like WWE even Impact has this issue and ROH God knows they have issues with their pacing is we don't have this like nice lead. And you have to have this like you have to have this build to this main like this main event feel in the mid card to keep you going to the rest of the show, especially if it's going to be a 10 match show. Um, I think the story is going to be great. We, I love that we don't know who's going to be in Cody's corner yet. Uh, we might know on, on this week on road, Two, But the, be, the best part of this whole build is that Sean Spears, I didn't think he was anybody. Did you think he was anything more than a mid carder? Because I never would have thought that.
0: Uh, you know, in NXT, he, he was flashing signs of greatness and I'm not trying to make a pun with, with with the 10 thing. Like (laughs) he, he did have moments in his NXT run where, where he was like, wow, okay. This, this guy has it. And there's a reason why he was brought in at the Royal rumble at number 10 and people flipped out because they knew who he was because he did have the drive. And Mm I, I honestly think that he's one of these guys who, um, uh, who is sneaky good. He was always sneaky good. And yep. if but if creative doesn't get behind you, you cannot get over by yourself because because you are so uh, I don't want to say you, you just come across as such a, a a good guy, you know, just an average right. dude, someone that you can relate to, and that's not necessarily what WWE wants out of its main event players. It doesn't want right. a relatable guy. Once right. a guy who will go above and beyond who will be a Superman who will be, you know, this unattainable, uh, who will have this unattainable, uh, 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 um, uh, this un- this unattainable presence.
1: Right. You know, you, you could argue that that they have turned Sean Spears into YouTube videos in seven, maybe 10 minutes of total airtime. I guess if you add the chair shot, too. So let's uh, you could argue they've made this man the top heel in their company. And he's so good right now. Then you put Tully Blanchard, one of the best he- heels to ever exist in this industry, with him. And you know who put him over more than anybody? Good old Jim Ross in that interview segment. He is – those interview segments
0: they were are great. putting
1: – they're putting people over. It's one of the – it's another one of those things they're doing different with it is they're treating it like a real sport. And, man, it's everything that Sean Spears is doing right now from that interview where he's just holding his hands like this, sitting back. Doesn't seem like he really cares to give Jim Ross the time that, like, you know, he's giving Jim Ross his time, not Jim Ross is giving him his time. It's all in the stance he's sitting. Uh, this story's built well. It's super interesting. And I never would have thought I'd be hyped for a Sean Spears versus Cody Rhodes match, but here I am very excited for it.
0: Yet, exactly. Here we are. Here we are. Uh, who do you got? To, who do you got? Who do you got? This is a good one, though.
1: I think Cody's rep in AEW is going to be him putting over people. Um, him. I, I know that he'll get some wins, but I think he'll get wins in multi-man matches. We've already seen that, uh, him and Dustin put the bucks over, which of course the bucks went over. That's not a shock. Uh, but Cody would Cody put over Darby Allen. It made me 100% sure that Sean Spears is winning this match. And Sean Spears has to win this match. The momentum is too great behind him. He would be a great, great person to chase a babyface champion for sure. Um, and I think this. I don't think this story is going to be done between the two of them. No. I would. No. I would love to see Cody just, just, just beat up, upset, maybe a little bloody again in the ring, uh, being embraced by MJF and Brandy, where he's just lost, doesn't know how he got beat by Sean Spears and the monster he's become. I think that's a great visual for a pay per view.
0: I agree, uh, and and I concur with you as well. I think uh, I, I I think this is uh, this is Sean Spears's match to, uh, to win. This is, this should be his. Uh, and, uh, you, you know, I, 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 on top of everything that you said, which I agree with, I also think that Cody has to be careful mm-hmm. to not become the new triple H either. You know, right. You know, it's sort of, look, I'm in charge or I am saying the old, the new triple H, but you know, anyone who's, all, who's been Booker, who's had the book and has wrestled as, you know, has a, his father, right? Just dusty yeah. and in about himself when he was booking in NWA, he'd put himself over much to the chagrin of some, you know? So, uh, well, yeah, you know, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, just as much as this question is interesting here, Anthony, I'm going to posit it on to you from Ryan in the chat. He says, are they going towards Spears versus MJF after this? What are your thoughts? Yes. Moving on.
1: <laughs> I, I- I don't know how I feel about them moving toward it, but it we don't, we complain all the time how we don't get face versus face versus uh, or heel versus heel feuds. This is an opportunity to see how we're going to like it. I think we're going to get it. I think it'll be good.
0: And Cody Rhodes once said there are no more heels or baby faces in wrestling.
1: That's why there's a layer to MJF that makes him uh, relatable because he's just trying to be buddies with his idol, which yeah. I love. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's it's fantastic. Escalera de la Muerte. Por, oh, por, oh, uh, oh Por los triple uh, A World Tag Team Championship titles.
1: <laughs> Ooh, hace caliente en mi pantalones.
0: <laughs> Gross.
1: <laughs> Ooh, that's oh, boy. Hey, don't do that to me.
0: I <laughs> say I I, I whip that out on special occasions. Uh, that's yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> the Lucha brothers, triple a world tag champions, uh, are going to be defending against the young bucks. And it's, it's a ladder match. Um, I, I, I don't know how much we can really talk about this, that we haven't talked about Luchas versus the bucks only, only if I can add, please mm-hmm. that let's not go to this. Well, for a long, long time afterwards, because honestly, I'm kind of sick of the bucks and the Lucha bros.
1: I. Uh, yeah, I mean I know I know why they're doing it. They're trying oh. to keep these two teams away from the rest of the tag teams so they can build the other ones. I get it.
0: I get it too. I'm just I'm just done with it.
1: Yeah, now. I this has to be the end. And I I don't think we're going to get them. I hope not. But wrestling, you can't trust anybody in the wrestling industry not to put a match like this that feels like a a feud ending match and then just keep going to the well. In my mind, this match is going to be bananas. Nick Jackson is going to do some crazy shit because that's what he does. Uh, I think Phoenix is going to be subdued because of the injury a little bit. We'll see a lot of nice stuff between. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be a fun match. There'll be lots of oohs and ahs. Pentagon and Phoenix have to win. Have to win. Have to win. Have to win this match. Or there is a problem with the Young Bucks going over too much.
0: And I do we want... do do Can the Young Bucks handle... Then having the AAA titles and then going off to Mexico to defend on occasion, like I think just right. logistically, it, it's not possible.
1: And I think this is where you have an opportunity to bring LAX in. This is your moment because you don't have a surprise anymore because of what happened. Uh, assuming LAX, which can't be called LAX because Impact owns the name, assuming they could be brought in. I mean, what's what's a better way to bring them in to have Pentagon and Phoenix standing tall and Conan and Santana and Ortiz show up and all of a sudden we can build that, you can build that for AAA with that partnership. They would love to have that feud in AAA. You'd love to have that feud in, in AEW as well.
0: As long as they don't bring in Vampiro, I'm okay. Uh, So I, I think we're both in agreement here. I think we're both in agreement here that uh, that the Lucha Brothers are gonna retain.
1: Yes, and Ryan Smith, I'm expecting a giant spot fest from this match. I love giant spot fests, so I'm okay. Yeah, I, I, Lucha Bros have to retain; they have to.
0: Yeah, they have to. They kind of, they they kind of have to. Um, next match up on on the card: the best friends Chucky T and Trent Beretta versus the Dark Order of Evil Uno and Stu Grayson, and the winners receive the first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. You know. I think at this point we always talk about WWE logic but I think there's a case to be made about <laughs> AEW logic. I'm going to once once we actually see the brackets for the tag team tournament, I am going to count the number of matches that the buy winner had to wrestle to get to where they are because I kind of feel like whoever's getting the buy here had to wrestle more than anyone else on the card or in the tournament.
1: Yes, they did. This is how – I'm going to try to explain it because, you know, people say I'm an AEW mark. I hate it, by the way. I don't actually believe this explanation. Uh, But here we go. They get a buy. So the tag team tournament, Warren, it starts on the second week of television. That's October 9th. Well, let's count how many weeks that is between between All Out and October 9th. Well, Warren, that's six weeks, my friend. Mm -hmm. So that means they will have six weeks off as opposed to the five weeks to the the five weeks off. Everybody else got or something, or let's say it doesn't go. Let's say that's like first round. We don't know how this is going to play out. Mm. They could be off Warren. They could be off two months.
0: Uh huh. That's all I got. So basically you're saying is that they get to rest more despite the fact that they're wrestling more. Yes. (laughs) Look, we'll see how this works out. Um, I think, um, well, look, um, I think the Dark Order is uh, I think the Dark Order is early on one of AEW's fumbles. I think they I think they yeah. mismanage the gimmick. Uh, yeah. I think they mismanaged their matches as well, because Super Smash Bros, my boy, they're awesome. Stu Grayson. Yeah, very much so. And I stated this on Twitter, and I will state it publicly here, just to make sure that everyone knows Stu Grayson will be. The first AEW breakout star. It will be the guy that no one is expecting to tear the house down. And everyone will be like, who the hell is this guy? Stu Grayson is fantastic. He's absolutely fantastic. And I think that the combination of both, Evil Uno hasn't been wrestling to his to his level either. I don't know. There's just something weird. I don't know what's. He's,
1: he's much better than we're seeing. People think Evil Uno is a bust. They don't know. They don't mm-hmm. understand. Because they, they haven't been given the opportunity to show it.
0: No, they haven't, and and you can go into any uh, any archive. You can go on YouTube and look at the, search for their matches on Smash Wrestling against the Bucks. They, look, they're fantastic. You look yeah, shit.
1: Spurs. Look at their last match in ROH against the Bucks. Yeah. That match is tremendous.
0: They're 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 fantastic. Ugh. They're just they're fantastic, and there's a reason why AEW brought them on board. These guys are great. I think the gimmick has been um, yeah, but a biggie-boo-boo-boo-boo. But you know, gimmicks aside, uh if if they're allowed if they're allowed to uncork here uh with uh, with Chuck E T and, and Trent, Trent? Uh I think I think it should be a fantastic match. I really, really do.
1: I will tell you this, and I think you will probably you, you and I are Chuck E T guys. We like Chuck E. T. Yeah, we do. Trent Baretta is a real fucking good wrestler. Yes, he He's is. A very, very good wrestler. the they didn't have to take all the mental gymnastics it took to book into this but this is the best way to get best friends are over whatever they hug each other in the middle of the ring and you get a oh you get a rainmaker shot from it that's fine that gimmick's over you don't need to do anything with it but having them wrestle against the best friends that are so over as faces and then they're going to get super booed when they win cuz they are going to win this match When they win, then you're going to get the gimmick over here. You have a real opportunity to get these guys over. And Chuck E.T. and Trent work so well together in matches. I don't care that Jonathan Pilquist doesn't like uh, Chuck E.T. He's wrong.
0: There's a lot of of stuff about Jonathan Pilquist I don't understand. First of all, his hairline. (laughs) I don't don't understand it.
1: Anyway, I think Dark Order will find— I think the fumble will be recovered here and taken to the end zone. As uh, the Dark Order, I do think they get over it. I think they get over big with a win. I think they finally get the reaction they expected. Rebranding Super Smash Brothers was a really risky thing that took some time, but I think they'll recover. They'll get over on their own. They're going to get over on their own. I think they do it here.
0: Well, I mean, uh, they they had to rebrand. Otherwise, the the Nintendo banhammer would have crashed upon them in a blink of an eye. Like, it's cute if you're on the independent circuit, but Mm -hmm. once you have TV... You know,
1: you could have rebranded in a way that was a little more familiar to your gimmick, though. Like you could you could find you've got a video game nerd as an EVP. Like you could find a way to make people understand that's what they are instead of doing this Dark Order thing.
0: Yeah, because because it's it truly is a departure from 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 their from their thing. It really, really, really is. It's like a complete it's it's a complete about face. Uh, There was nothing dark or ordery. <laughs> about the smash, about the Smash Bros. But this, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm. Look, I'm. I have a soft spot for SSB. I think they're great, and I, I cannot wait for the rest of the AEW universe. And yes, I'm going to call it that. Mm. For the rest of the AEW universe to get on board with them because there's too much upside, and Stu Grayson is, goddamn, he's good. So yeah. So uh if I if I picked up what you're, what you were saying, uh, 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 dark order are going to win this. Correct.
1: Yes, I am saying that.
0: Okay. okay. Cause you were, nodding. cause I think though,
1: I think they need to be your first tag champs. You got to have, they're the only heel in the division. So they got to be chased.
0: I agree. I, and I, I concur. All right. We're up to, uh, uh last of the, the, the two big matches. Kenny Omega versus not John Moxley, but Puck. What's
1: I got that? chills when this was announced, my friend.
0: All right, so let's just get this out of the way right now. All right, and it's going to be on the record. John Moxley injuring himself
1: sucks. Big time.
0: It's awful. It is the worst possible thing for him. And I feel for him. He'll be back strong. That's a, that's not the point. It's, he had so much goddamn momentum. It just sucks. Can mm-hmm. you imagine? Anyway. But having Pac step in, can you? I mean, as far as best case scenarios go, Jesus Christ. Whoever, whoever is, whoever planned this should be uh, put in charge of FEMA.
1: (laughs) Damn. Yeah, that's true.
0: (laughs) Take it away, Anthony.
1: (laughs) So now I will say this. It super sucks that Moxley didn't get this opportunity. Man, sometimes in wrestling, these beautiful things happen. Where really awful things happen and they can turn it into just this beautiful story that we're about to get. It sucks Moxley got hurt. He has this like really serious injury that blows. Yeah. But then Kenny dropped that fucking amazing promo. Not everybody loves his promo skills. The content of that promo, whether you liked his delivery or not, is excellent. We're getting cleaner Kenny. We're going to get cleaner Kenny in AEW, and we're already getting vibes of him being a little on the heel side, mm-hmm. which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny's a better heel than a baby face. If you don't believe me, go watch his New Japan stuff. He's fantastic as a heel. And he's also overlooking Pac, which means we're going to get a re- Oh my God, Pac gonna versus Omega is going to be so good.
0: We're going to get one pissed off bastard. That is for sure. And when we're talking about best case scenarios, like on one There's hand, no we're, getting, we're getting Pac, right? Which is right. going to be mind blowing. But then on the other end, you're getting Kenny Omega, who's cutting these promos and is just adding to this feud with Moxley. It's mm-hmm. literally like, man, now I, now I really can't wait for John Moxley to, to heal himself up and get back here because now I want them to tear the shit out of each other for realsies this time. So not only are we getting a match that no one who bought a ticket for all out, no one who bought the pay-per-view, no one's complaining about, no one said, uh, we're getting this instead, boom, money. No one is complaining. Not only that, but you're adding fuel to an already cool feud. You just made it awesome.
1: You also got the benefit of now you have pushed off this feud to where, ah, damn, this little thing called TNT you're going to be on, you have to, now you have to build the feud of Omega versus Moxley where there could be millions of people watching your show. Holy shit, what a bummer. Yeah. It's the best case scenario. It's crazy. And let's not, like, let's not overlook this. I love Moxley and what he's doing right now. The better wrestling match is Kenny versus Pac, and it's yeah. not. It's it, that is going to be potentially a very special match. Yes. Oh boy. Oh boy. I cannot. I told Olivia and I told her Moxley was out, and she's a big Moxley fan too, and she was she was bummed. And I said, "Man, the only way they can make this better is somehow they get Pac." And then like five minutes later, it's Pac, and I went, "Oh holy shit! I think I just pissed myself. This is amazing. What is happening?" Did you check? Did you? I
0: did. And, and, I and, did. And did you piss yourself?
1: To be continued.
0: I'm going to work on this scoop, guys. I'm going to get <laughs> to the bottom of this. Tune back to the Mr. Warren Hayes show. Follow me on Twitter. I'm going to get to the bottom of this.
1: Oh, bad I'm news. Gonna... It's on Ringside News already.
0: You gave it to fucking Shepherd. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch. So oh. who wins? But do we care? We all we've all won already. Everyone has won. <laughs> who cares? Who wins this match? But honestly, it's interesting. It's interesting because Pac is no longer DDT champion, right? Uh, yeah. Dragon's Gate. Oh, Champions. Dragon Gate. Yeah, sorry, I was like, sorry. he was never Dragon, DDT pro, please. Um, because I was thinking of Kenny Omega was going to DDT. Uh, see, that's my train of thought. Uh, 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 uh yeah, yeah, because he's no longer Dragon Dragon Gate champion, and that was one of the issues as to why we didn't get. Pog versus Hangman at uh, Double or Nothing. Uh,
1: Which is a respectful thing, by the way, that he didn't want to lose his champion. I, I actually really respect him for that. I think that's great.
0: Well. Uh, the, <laughs> I, I think pulling out of a booking is a shitty thing, but that's, well,
1: that's true. That's Pog, though. That's what happens when you deal with them.
0: I, I know, but I mean, anyway, we're, I don't get, we're, let's look towards the future, not the past. <laughs> um, uh, so, But it's interesting because now like, there's no reason for him to not Lose, but is he going to lose? <coughs> like, it's interesting. Like, the the dynamic here is it's just interesting. Kenny Omega is he's one of the stars of your company, and you know, he had a fantastic mess with match with uh Shima at uh at Fighter Fest, like a fantastic, fantastic match. Um, at Fighter Fest, it was with I can't remember, not a Fighter Fest, that double or nothing.
1: Well, okay. Double or nothing was with Jericho, and it was, it was fine. Was
0: Jericho, and it was okay.
1: okay Fighter Fest was the elite versus the luchas. Yes, which was good. Um, but, but it didn't show Kenny. We didn't really see. We haven't seen well, Kenny. We saw, we saw for Kenny at Fighter
0: Fest against Shima. No, no. I'm
1: saying we didn't see Kenny. We didn't see like what he can actually do. We didn't see why no. he's considered the best wrestler in the world until the Shima match.
0: Yes, exactly. I agree. Yes, okay. I understand your train of thought. Um, but um, so. I mean, Omega. Like I don't think Omega is that bulletproof. You know what? I, it's no, I to don't say either. Him. It's hard to say. Like I don't. I I think he needs to win a little more than Pac does.
1: I mean, Pac can lose here, and it's not that big of a deal. We don't know what we don't know what his capacity in all elite wrestling is going to be. Um, we know what Omega's is though. We, the, here's the issue though, that they have. like, it's great. A lot of these things are really great. I think Omega wins. I do have Omega winning. Um, I think he struggles mightily in this match. And the story is that he's overlooked Pac and he gets his ass beat because of it. Cause he's so fixated on John Moxley, um, which is a great story. And it's just a standard wrestling story to tell. The problem is though, you now have the Moxley versus Omega thing really overshadowing whoever is the first all elite wrestling champion. And whatever story comes out of that will never match to that. I don't know if that's a problem per se, but it is a thing that exists.
0: It's an interesting concept. It's an interesting concept. All right, let's move on to the final match. It will be for to inaugurate the very first AEW world champion. It's going to be either or either Mm -hmm. Hangman Adam page or Chris Jericho. It's very, very interesting. Uh, you know, AEW has obviously put a lot of stock in Page. He's he's one of the guys. He's one of the boys. He's one of the elite. And they put a lot of stock in him. The boy is 28 years old. I think he has. He has the look. He has the skill. And he has the longevity to be a yeah. long-term uh, champion, long-term contributor to AEW on uh, on a high performance level. I really really do. You have Chris Jericho who you know who's had a long and storied career who is doing things uh, these days that you never thought he'd still be doing and he's still very much part of the conversation, still very very uh s- still still generates a lot of interest, a lot of buzz. Perhaps you could even argue uh, maybe maybe the last the last time he's generated this much buzz, he was uh switching over from uh, WCWWWF, you could argue that yeah i think yeah. there's a compelling argument to made to be made about that um he's you know, he's a great heel he knows his role in the business
1: he's also a great champion
0: and he's also a great champion
1: and he's a great person to have that belt on and i think he's the it's super weird cuz i'm not a huge fan of part-time champions I, i'm not and we don't know if oh, well, the big thing is, is Jericho part time? But he's worked every show.
0: That's what I was going to say. And I, like, I tried to look back at, uh, look back for some interviews that he's done. I don't remember him saying that he was going to be, that he was on a part time schedule. Uh, I, like, I really don't. Like, he has a three year contract, but is it really that much of a part time thing? I I know he has his Fozzie gig. That's fine. You right. know, I, 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 I get that. But, um, like how part time is it really? You know, it's if he comes in for for a strip for for a strip like for three months, and you're able to get the most out of those three months, then he disappears for three months because he goes on tour with Fozzie, opening for Iron Maiden, you know? Right. And then he comes back afterwards. Uh, That's it. Uh, I I I just don't, I just don't know if the, if there's that much of a, if it's that much of a problem really.
1: I don't either. And the other thing is, too, like there's a difference between being full time and all elite wrestling that only has weekly television and they have another they have a month break before the first TV episode and a, and the WWE full time schedule that he like that. We don't see Brock Lesnar doing because let's be real. If you've been wrestling for as long as these guys have. You, one, you don't want to work house shows. You don't also want to have to work Raw and SmackDown, which they're doing right now. There's a very big difference between that and Jericho, like needing to fly out for TV yep. once a week. Yeah. Like once it's easy for him, and he doesn't have to wrestle. I mean, he could show up and cut a promo. I feel like they'll do some video stuff too. We also only have two hours of weekly television with all elite wrestling. We're not going to see the same people on TV every week, I don't think. I think we'll see a lot of the elite on TV every week, but there will be a lot of the uh, assorted cast that I don't think we'll see if you want people to pull in if you want people to to tune in you want maybe the laps fan to tune in you want chris jericho with the belt hangman has to get close has to get very close whether that be that he lost because of distraction he loses because mjf fucks with him whatever it whatever it is
0: he loses because of the jericho effect
1: ah oh, god that's oh. the only thing i hate about new jericho <laughs>
0: You just foam. I I, I foamed. Mm, Jericho, <laughs> I hate that Jesus. So, I hate the move so much. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and I, I think I think we're sort of inching into agreement that Chris Jericho should be the first AEW champion. I think it makes sense. I think it makes sense mostly because uh, because you need to introduce your weekly audience to Adam Page because right. I honestly believe that uh, that A- that the AEW Brass has enough self-awareness to know that just because Adam Page was in Bullet Club, had some matches in Ring of Honor and in New Japan, we're not going to assume that everyone knows who he is. Right. And let's, again, be very frank. Adam Page has not been previously put in... In, in in high level title pictures, right? Right.
1: He's he chased the TV title forever. He had a, a great final match in ROH against Jeff Cobb,
0: mm-hmm. but he
1: was always the least important member of the elite. Uh,
0: that'd be Chase Owens. But
1: he's not. He wasn't part of the elite.
0: But he was the crown jewel.
1: Yeah, but he was just part of Bullet Club. Wasn't he? Are you nope. Sure? That's all no? that confusing faction bullshit that they did cross faction. No, the elite was just Marty, Hangman, the Bucks, Cody, and Kenny. Marty was was he
0: yeah because uh, he gets
1: a lot of title chances and he was super junior he was super he, he was, was the junior he heavyweight was. title
0: he was he was um so so like i think it's important that they build page on this uh, on a weekly story mode so that people yeah. who do who do start tuning in get to know who this kid is hey who's this kid going after jericho oh wow okay he's a big strapping Uh, West Virginian dude, like, yeah, right. He's from West Virginia, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Doing cowboy shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think, I think that works. It works and he has, and he has charisma and I, I hear, tell the ladies like to look at him as well. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I've been told. Yeah. My Uh, wife
1: tells me that that too. She's like,
0: Yeah. So, so, you know, he has a lot of attributes for him uh, on that level. And I think it's inevitable that he's that he becomes AEW champion sooner than later, but it just makes yep. so much sense for Jericho to start it off and to lose it. And so that, so that page really gets a proper build proper elevation week after week storytelling to really build the guy up. Cause the chase will be much more interesting because then, oh. then page is going to be under a fucking microscope. Then right. it's going to be like, It's exactly going to be like Kenny Omega finally winning the title off of Okada. It's going to be, okay, what is he going to do next? Right. It's going to be that. It's not in, not in the same epic storyline as Omega and Okada had, but just like now that he has the title, let's see what he does with it. And that, that's where the pressure is really going to start.
1: And you really don't want Hangman to also have the Roman Reigns pressure that he, that he would have by winning the title this soon. Like you don't, you don't want him to. He, the reason his win of the casino battle royale wasn't amazing is because we knew, right? We knew, like it, and, they, and it's not their fault, right? It's not their fault at all that that happened. They had, they had to do that. They had to book into that situation. Yep. Really, not that big of a deal. It's fine, but you, like, you just don't want him to also be pushed like that. And then they kind of dropped the ball a little bit by having him work too hard and too long against Kip Sabian. So he he's just not going to be a believable champion. Uh, Jericho is believable in everything that he does because he's fucking Chris Jericho, I and mean, he's one of the greatest wrestlers of all time.
0: He is. He, and, and he'll it, tell you. Oh oh yes, repeatedly.
1: And tell you Omaha
0: stakes. Are we going to thank him? Are we? Are we? Are we going to end up thanking Chris Jericho?
1: Here's the thing.
0: <laughs> I didn't know I was opening up a can of worms. Okay, go ahead.
1: No no no. Uh, well, okay. So Jericho demanded his thank you at Double or Nothing and someone came out. Mm-hmm. Are we ending the show on a surprise? And who the fuck is it? Because if Jericho wins, he's going to demand a surprise. That pay-per-view is not ending with him as the be- with the belt. He will cut a promo. It's Jericho.
0: Yeah, you think so? Okay.
1: I mean, yeah. He's going to cut a promo and say, and there's a month till TV. You got to have your cliffhanger here.
0: So who who's going to come out then? Who will be... Who do you I think is going to be the surprise? Who's I don't
1: I don't know I don't know.
0: See, I didn't prepare for this. Who's out there that would be big enough? Killer, I Cross? think
1: it's Cliff cliffhanger. I would love that, but it it, it hmm.
0: that'd be nuts. Can you imagine? Then we then then we could get Killer Cross and John Moxley down the road.
1: <laughs> oh jeez, yeah. Sigma says CM Punk. I mean, if they're gonna do Punk, that's where you do it. If they're not, I I really truthfully don't I think Sam.
0: I, I I think they'd love to. I just think CM Punk doesn't want to do it.
1: I don't know. I, I think, I,
0: I, honestly, I think the guy can live without the aggravation at this point.
1: Probably. I mean, whatever. It, he, could he? I mean, he's literally the same day doing an interview for two hours at StarCast. So fuck him. He definitely wants the aggravation. Get out of here.
0: You think? I mean, I think there's a different level of aggravation. This is what we're ending on, right? Well, I think there's a different level of aggravation between cutting a, a probably a pretty substantial paycheck for sitting sitting on your ass and talking for two hours, and, and be then, asked and then, on the
1: same day as a show warrant if you're going to show up that night or not.
0: Yeah, and he, but okay, that aggravation. But then it's temporal. Then it's just like in time. Then your two hours is done. You you, you head into your Uber and you go home, and you, and you make out with AJ Lee. That's what you do. And then on on the flip side if he were to come back to wrestling, then it becomes full time. Then his Twitter feed just blows up even more than it is. You typically where it's like, you know, you have CM Punk is great. CM Punk is the worst. And then the Colt Cabana shit and all that. Nah, man, it's, it's, ah,
1: you're right. Cause not Colt could be. And I mean, uh, CM Punk definitely doesn't like getting on Twitter and talking shit to people that tweet at him every single day. Oh, oh wait. (laughs) He definitely welcomes the aggravation. Don't, don't feel bad for that. dick. I
0: don't feel bad for him. I think he's, I, I look, <laughs> I, I'm going to put it He this put way. himself
1: in this situation. Warren Hayes. <laughs> he put himself in this situation. He put us all in it by doing the damn star cast thing.
0: Well, look,
1: he no, did it. Warren. I'll put it. This look way. into
0: my eyes. What do you see? Oh, I can't see because you have transitional uh, eyewear. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't tell when you look at me or not. The, uh, the, uh, the, whatever he decides to do good on him. I don't care if he shows up or not. My, this for, for this boy, the CM Punk boat has, has sailed and it's gone this way. And it's head all the way back to my Jesus action figure right here. It's gone. <laughs> it's, it's, it's disappeared.
1: Um, I think someone debuts. I don't think it's punk. I just don't know who it is.
0: Killer cross would be pretty sweet, but is it big enough?
1: Is he, is he free from Impact?
0: I think he is.
1: Cross would be a great debut, and you make him feel like a way bigger deal than people realize he is. A Brian Cage would be really sick.
0: Brian Cage would be nuts, but I think he's still with he's Impact. Saved. Johnny Impact! Oh, Johnny 90%. Nitro! He's, he's free!
1: He's the fucking debut.
0: <laughs> no. It's no. going to be
1: Johnny Elite.
0: No, John, he's he's way too vanilla. It's
1: gonna be. He has a history with Jericho, doesn't he?
0: Doesn't don't they have
1: a history together? Hold on.
0: That would be really boring. (laughs) That would be really. I don't think you realize
1: how many people like John Morrison.
0: I I I honestly don't. I guess because
1: yeah, he definitely has a very long history. Lots of matches against each other for ten years.
0: That'd be really really dull. That's that's Uh, a
1: depressing way.
0: Um, like, honestly, I'm just running through like who's big on the Indies or who's signed to someone. Jay Lethal?
1: Jay Lethal's taken up by ROH. I would love if it was Jay Lethal, though. That'd be great. I,
0: I know. But I mean, you know, contract statuses were not, I, I don't, I don't take, I don't take into consideration that we as fans are like 100% abreast on, on, on contract situations. We don't know what's. Like Jay uh, I mean, not he's not ROH champion right now, right? It's uh what's his face?
1: Um oh Matt Matt Taven. Oh good God. Uh Wardlow says Sigma. Another thing you could do is Marty just lost clean on Sunday. I mean, did they did they could did they work a deal out with ROH and buy him out? Because this is that is where you would they would absolutely if they sign Marty and I'm not convinced he's not going to NXT, by the way, I'm not 100. I'm not convinced at all that he's not going to NXT UK yeah. um, actually or even just NXT, period. Um,
0: I think be if it was go- there. I, I, I definitely think Skrull is welcome in NXT.
1: Sure. he's definitely welcome in NXT, but I don't think we'll like what they do with him because he's just so small mm-hmm. uh but Adam Cole is too he's smaller than Cole anyway if they were go if they got Marty and if they're going to debut him and if they got flip because flip could opt out as well if they did find a way to make that happen they would absolutely debut him there
0: or or it's it we just I like the, the killer around. Cross
1: thing best
0: I, or or shout out to John Pilquist it's Juice Robinson who shows up and saves the day, gives the title over to, to Adam Page. He's our hero. Juice Robinson, ladies and gentlemen, Say coming to save us Gajun from the forces of darkness. I don't know what I'm talking about anymore.
1: I like Juice Robinson. I'd be happy.
0: I'd be happy too. Uh, so there we have it. So there we have it. That Those are our predictions, Anthony. Woo! We went through a lot of stuff. <laughs> it's going to be a good I, I, like. It, it's going to be a great show. I, I, yes, I, absolutely. I don't, uh, right? Uh, final thoughts on the show?
1: It's built double or nothing better than double or nothing. Double, double or nothing. I think it's a much better card than they've put out so far. It's it's by far their best card. It's not as good as the all, oh, I don't know, shit. It's just as good as the all-in card. Uh, there's a lot of tag team wrestling. And it. We we, for those of us that are tag team wrestling fans, Warren, this show could not come sooner.
0: No, no, it could not. It could be
1: God, the only please!
0: Thing, the only thing that would have made it better is if the revival was on it.
1: Oh my God, I'm not. I'm not a big like. I hope this person leaves and goes to AEW thing. Except Marty, just because I want him with his homies. I want nothing more than the revival to just be let free and go work with the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks and Bucks. And, and Jungle Boy and Luchasaur. Like, just let SEU mm. Just let them. Just mm. let them go free. They don't mm. deserve what's happening to them. They're too good for that. I can't even make fun of Spee's anymore. I'm so sad about it. It
0: is kind, it, it is, it is kind of sad. It is kind of sad. Anyway. Ugh, anyway. So uh,
1: it's going to be a great show, though. I'm very excited.
0: I'm very excited for it as well. I'm really looking forward to watching it. Plus, I'm going to be uh, anchoring the uh, Fightful Post show uh, immediately after um, Quadruple or Nothing, because you were saying it's twice as good as Double or Nothing, Anthony. So it's, <laughs> weird. Cause, and, weird. it's Quadruple or Nothing, because... Uh, four times out of zero is still zero. Um, but uh, could you?
1: Never, yeah, I get it. I get it now.
0: So, so be sure, be sure to join me on, uh, on Saturday after the show over on the, uh, the main Fightful channel here on YouTube. Uh, well, I'll, I it's probably going to be Alex. Alex Pawlowski is going to be with me. We'll be running through the card. Very, very much looking forward to it. Uh, and in the meantime, Anthony Suter, well, he's going to be a busy boy this week. Why don't you tell us what's, what's going on with you?
1: Yeah, so Thursday, Queen of NE, JPQ and I will be doing the same thing. We'll be doing all-out predictions and previews. We'll have a little better picture of what's going on. I'm sure something will come out from AEW that gives us some more teases here on Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern time over on YouTube.com slash smart death Make sure you guys follow me at smart to death on Twitter, Instagram, both of those places, because I will be at GC Dub. GC Dub posting some hardcore shit. I'll be in the audience for that. Two cups stuffed, where Jerry Lawler is facing off against Mance Warner, and Gangrel is facing off with Orange Cassidy, which that is, is something
0: going to be badass. And I it is. hope, I hope they manage to have Gangrel come out from under something that I'd have shivers. That
1: GCW them. show is going to be bananas. And my tickets were 50 bucks for both Liv and I. It's the best thing ever. Uh, and then and Queen and I will be at that. And of course, I will be uh, live at the CM Punk interview as well. I'll be posting some stuff because I'm a content whore. And I will also be at All Out. So make sure you guys stay tuned there if you want some uh, some perspective. Everybody loves some crowd perspective stuff. I'm, I'm sure that content will get taken and feel free to do so.
0: There you go. And as for me, well, I'm going to be back on... Thursday for the uh, the usual edition of the Mr. Warren Hayes show. On Wednesday, I'm going to be doing my two, NXT 205 Live NXT UK recap show. One of the last that I'm doing. We're counting oh. down. Yes, yes, because uh, uh, I will be doing something related to, uh, I'll be doing something on Wednesdays with Alex and Sean over on Fightful. We're not quite sure yet. It'll either be a, we're going to be doing something AEW versus NXT. That's for sure. We haven't quite Mm. figured out the concept yet, but my time on on select for that show, for my recaps, is coming to a close. And then on Friday, Friday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern, I will be joined by Laura Morrow, and we are going to be talking NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff. We're going to be talking about the card, and it's been a year since I've talked with, not a year, it's been since January since I've talked with Laura Back then, the whole uh, NXT uh, contract situation with the British Indies had just popped up. <laughs> we've had a couple of promotions. Well, we've had Defiant shut down. We've had, uh, you know, there's rumblings. I'm going to, we're going to touch base, Laura and I, and we're going to talk about that as well. Laura follows the independent scene in the UK uh, so uh, a great deal. So we're going to take the time to talk about that as well. Hope you guys can make it 4 p.m. Eastern because poor Laura has to go to bed. She's on British time at some point. So I really appreciate her taking the time, uh, regardless to, uh, to join me. And then, uh, did you
1: say that she's on British time at some point as if she's not on British time all of the time?
0: That is correct. That is correct. Uh, okay, I'm just since clarifying bre- for the no, audience. But I mean, it's a, it's a Brexit thing. It's, you know, sometimes, you know, you're either in, of <laughs> uh, uh, in British, you know, British time or whoop, you're out of British time. Yep.
1: yep. That's what Mary times mean.
0: What? Uh huh that's what merry times mean what the Mm -hmm. hell are you ladies and gentlemen thank you all (laughs) anthony seriously thank you so much for for joining me this evening hope you had a good time thank you very much for for popping in and uh and i'll see you next time